0: The other bit of information uh, that we need to get to is uh, Thanasi Kokonakis uh, being beaten in Adelaide last night, um, which is a bit of a blow for Thanasi, who had a chance to get a, a few matches under his belt before the Australian Open next week. Free from luggage limits, you can pack more into your adventure with the spirit of Tasmania as Brett Phillips joins us to talk about not only Thanasi, but uh, plenty of other action going on today, including the first round of Australian Open qualifying. Brett Phillips, Welcome.
1: Uh, Thank you, Adam. Uh, Dan, nice to chat to you guys. Yeah, there's tennis going on everywhere. Screens galore.
0: Where would you like to start?
1: Well, you mentioned Tanasi. Look, it has been a better day for the Aussies. I'll get to them in Adelaide in just a moment and a few more to come tonight. But yeah, look, obviously, you know, two losses to start the season. It doesn't... uh... That doesn't uh, define the whole year. It's such a long season. It's a small little snapshot. And, um, you know, I think the thing with Anasi, you know, he's quite frank when uh, he talks about his tennis and uh, you get a great insight. And, you know, he said in Brisbane uh, last week he wasn't really going at full rat power and uh, that's on him. Uh, he felt his level was better last night. He got out of the blocks nicely, won the first set, had that Adelaide crowd roaring behind him. But then, in the blink of an eye, Adam, he sort of just lost the momentum. But this is a trend uh, with his matches. Uh, a lot of his matches, and he's say, uh, I'd say he's come back in the last two years where he has been fit and healthy to at least play, which has been a you know, huge, uh, huge tick. A lot of his matches swing, you know, tiebreakers seven five two three hours on court, where he gains. Momentum, he loses momentum so quickly. So somehow he's got to overcome that. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice to just have a little bit of momentum going into the Australian Open. But yeah, I'll just reiterate what I've said about Thanasi before that he, you know, for his talent, he should be a top 50 player. Um, whether he can take that significant jump, we'll have to wait and see, or he could just meander between 50 and 100 all year and earn a, still still earn a pretty good living out of the sport. BP, I had to jump in over Whitey here because I want to ask you, what is going on with the tennis balls? Tanasi has spoken about it. Rafa made a mention about it with Novak Djokovic. Can you enlighten us a little bit more about the size of the tennis balls? <laughs> <laughs> oh dad. You're getting into some uh, yeah, technicalities uh, here. Um, oh, look, some players are making a big deal of it. Some uh, just get on and play. Obviously, all the tournaments have different sponsored balls. You know, it was the U.S. Open last year that traditionally had a smaller uh, ball uh, for the women. Uh, they went um, the full size uh, for both men and women. Uh, I mean, you know, probably the tennis players themselves are the best people to ask what the actual... I mean, to us who follow the sport, yes, we, we know the sport, we follow the sport, but when you're out there hitting, you know, you obviously the players feel these different things. I mean, the technology of the sport is just... You know, it's gone out of the roof, really. Um, You know, with string tension on rackets and the gut of a racket. I mean, you know, the rackets have been restrung all the time. Like, you know, players are are really particular with this sort of stuff now. But yeah, some are saying that the balls are uh, are lending itself to injury, uh, particularly you know, wrists. We are obviously putting a lot um, a lot of velocity on that area. I just think we get on with it. I know Craig <laughs> Tiley thinks we should get on with it because Dunlop's not going away as the major uh, ball sponsor of the AO, let me tell you. Uh,
0: let's just hope they're – I don't care what the balls are, but just keep them the same. Whatever they were, make them yep, the same. agree. It's pretty simple. Um, just, Brett, with uh, Tanasi Kokanakis, I wanted to just go back to that for a second. I did hear you uh, talking to Jules about this this morning, and I could hear through the radio your frustration with Tanasi. Now, I remember covering the Australian Open many years ago when, when Kokonakis and Kyrgios were both coming through together. And the general feeling was that Kokonakis was a better player than, than Kyrgios. Yep. Um, and then Thanasi obviously had a lot of injuries. But I just don't get it that, that he's not ready now um, for an Australian summer. Like, mm. for someone that has gone through so much, you'd think he'd appreciate being fit. And he'd want to be as fit as absolute possible going into an Australian Open, and and not not feel like he's he's underdone. That that to me is almost unacceptable.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. But I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, tennis players in this individual sport are only accountable to themselves, obviously. True. Um, you know, unless they're unless they're stepping up to you know being that team environment. But look, no, you're right, and there is some frustration because we all know his talent, but. I do like the fact that he's he's raw and honest and he just says openly, I'm not totally in love with the sport. Is a, there's a bit of curios in Kokonakis. Yep. And if you take shortcuts, and, you know, and, and Thanasi, the, the, the whole aim I can tell you of 2023, I do know his coach uh, reasonably well, Todd Langman has been with him since he was seven. And I've always thought that maybe a different voice needs to come into the mix there of that camp. Um, But the theory was that, you know, Thanasi couldn't be away from home for any more than six weeks. Now, I know Todd said when we spoke at Indian Wells last year, no, we're going to stay away this year. We're not going home. We're staying for longer blocks and we've got to dig in and we've got to, you know, grind a bit. But that's not necessarily for Nazi style. I remember, I remember sitting down with him at Indian Wells last year and he said, you know, i I lose concentration, my eyes start to wander everywhere, I'm distracted by the crowd, I struggle to stay engaged and it takes a you know, special person mentally. So he's got the freakish talent but if he had the whole mental application to go with it and the ability to really grind in saying that he has played a lot of long matches across the last year or two, So I'm not, I'm not saying he's waving the white flag and just, you know, he's not tanking but it's the consistency of getting up for tournaments week in, week out. And you've got to play a lot when you're ranked between 50 and 100 if you're going to get up into the top echelon. And I just don't think he has that in him to do that, to be honest. So, BP, you mentioned the Adelaide International, Hobart, Australian Open qualifiers. Where would you like to go? What's the what's the real positives out of the last couple of days, and yep. particularly today? Well, the Aussies today, Chris O'Connell, first win of the season. Terrific. He should be uh, top 50 this year, four and four. Jordan Thompson continuing his you know, really good form from Brisbane, making the semis today, two and two. He's such a good um, thinker. His high IQ is uh, so high, Tom for whatever he's missing in his game. And he's been a bit of a grinder, but uh, super fit and just can construct points so well. And, you know, he's close to his high ranking of 43, aimed to be top 40 this year. Alex Bolt won through. It was almost a boil over. This 18 year old, Taylor Preston, on the women's side, got the wild card. In. She's a beauty, this girl. She is going to be a very good player. She had Caroline Garcia 3 1 up in the third set, closing in on victory. And then Garcia, who was meandering along all match, just shifted the gear as the champions do. She's been you know, four in the world and won the last five games. That would have been a boil over. And, yeah, we've got three Aussies tonight in Adelaide. So Adam Walton, uh, not far from getting on show court 1. Uh, James McCabe is a big, strong boy from Sydney. Huge upside as a lucky loser. And, yeah, Rinky Hijikata tonight up against Dan Evans. I mean, Rinky's had a great year cracking the top 100. Another chance to play a top 50 player. He's 1-11 against the top 50. So let's hope he can be inspired by the crowd tonight. Uh, Darius Sevel had a really good win in Hobart last night. Um, and Olivia Gadecki's under the lights uh, tonight is a really promising talent from the Gold Coast. So, yeah, obviously these wins for the Aussies, I mean a bit, you know, on home soil early in the season.
0: Now, I, uh, I got caught in a lot of traffic around the Australian Open precinct tonight. I was quite surprised how many people were uh, in and around Melbourne Park for, I, I assume, for qualifying um, because mm. there was a lot of people there... I, it seems to me that it's become a three-week event now, as opposed to just the yep. two weeks that uh, I know that you used to be able to go and watch uh, qualifying for nothing. It's now it's now ten dollars, um, but it does feel yep. that it's it's a three-week tournament these days. What what happened today? Because there was no play yesterday.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that's the way it's promoted, Adam. I think a lot of you know, the US Open's gone that way. The French. Uh, You know, Wimbledon, not so much because not everything's on site. But that's, yeah, what it's become now. Big three-week events Some charity matches being played this week with some of the big names, Alcaraz and Dimonor going at it. I think you can catch that on 9 now tomorrow night. But, yeah, certainly today, well, we spoke about, I think we spoke about Arena Rodianova last night, whether she should have got a wild card. Well, I can tell you she's been knocked out in the first round of qualifying after the year. After the year that she's had, rising to be our number one female, not given the wild card, she lost in straight sets uh, only about uh, half an hour ago. Uh, Priscilla Hon had a win. Dane Sweeney, little pocket rocket from uh, Queensland who could rise up the rankings. Um, Astra Sharma, who has been inside the top 100. Talia Gibson, really impressive young player, 19-year-old from Perth. And we've got a few more still to play. So, yeah, 15 Aussies in action today. It's been a bit of a mixed bag. uh, But Roddy and Over, yeah, certainly the story there, going out first round in the qualies. And just last one before we let you go, BP, tell us about the Kuyong Classic, which starts tomorrow. There are some big names in this tournament. Yannick Sinner, Kasparud, Holger Rune, Annie Murray. There's a lot of good players, Dominic Team that are playing in this tournament. Your Peter Johnson will be wrapped up on giving his tournament a plug, uh, John O. He works overtime on this tournament. And Dan, it's one of the hardest because you've mentioned the names. But let me tell you anything in the next three days could happen. There are often <laughs> late withdrawals. Uh, John O's up till about 1 a.m. He's messaging agents. Someone, I need someone to rock up at Kooyong tomorrow. Look, it is great. Um, you know, I'm just down the road here. It's a, it's a spiritual home. Uh, and and the, the guys are guaranteed some matches ahead of the AO, which they like. Um, they're not playing for any prestigious uh, trophy. But, yeah, get down to Cooyoung if you're in Melbourne. Uh, boutique setting, uh, you can sit there courtside and watch some of the best. So, you know, I was supposed to have Alcaraz last year and he pulled out late. Let's hope Yannick yeah, Sinner doesn't <laughs> do the same, uh, the Italian. But, yeah, it's a, it's a terrific um, build-up for some of the players.
0: And what, what can often happen is that names that aren't actually on the list might end up becoming marquee names for the last two days of the tournament as well, B.B.?
1: Absolutely, yeah, no doubt. I think it's uh, I think it's live on SBS, so you can watch it is. Yep, uh, all the action over the next uh, three days. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a really good event.
0: Thank you for joining us. As uh, we said last night, you're the busiest man in the world over the next three weeks. But uh, thank you for sharing some time with us uh, tonight on Sports Day.
1: No. Pleasure, guys. Thank you.